0: It occurred to me along the way that that's all of childhood, you're creating your own life, you are the artist of your own journey, of your own project, which is you as a child um, with limited experience and limited power. But the power to create yourself is literally life and death. It is life. And so the social emotional part of it felt to me like peak experiences all along. That's always what I'm writing about, those those big feelings of growing up.
1: Hi, I'm Sylvia Beckerman. Join me today as I talk to an extraordinary woman who is changing the world by making a
0: difference in her life and the lives of those around her. Hi, I'm Rachel Vale, and I am here with Sylvia and me to talk about my new book, Sometimes I Grumble Squinch, just out from Scholastic and Orchard Books. I'm delighted to be here with you, Sylvia, and with your audience.
1: Rachel, thank you so much for joining me today because um, you held up a book that I know this is a podcast, it will also be on YouTube sometimes I grumble scrunch and your books, which you've written 40 plus books are from and about children. And this particular book is a picture book, which within four or five minutes, an adult can read to a child. And what I Absolutely appreciate is how much you get into a picture book um on, on life and children. And the book is not just for the child, it's also for the parent. And the main focus in the book is what is called social emotional learning. And I just want to read something um, that, you know, one one little blip about the book, and I'm not putting anything that somebody would not have read because it's in the cover of the book. Um, Katie Honors is a really nice kid, but there's one little secret that sometimes makes her feel not so deep inside, her little, not so nice deep inside, her little brother, Chuck. Katie loves her brother and works hard to be the perfect big sister, but it can be hard. Chuck can sometimes be just so icky and messy. Sometimes it makes Katie secretly wish she had a trampoline or a treehouse or a giraffe instead of a brother. When all these emotions bubble up to the surface, Katie can no longer grumble, squinch them down. She explodes, but she also learns an important lesson that there's room for all of her feelings, even the scary ones. We have we're in the process of of, uh, getting out of this pandemic. We have for the last two plus years been going through um, an unprecedented time and childhood mental health, we're in a crisis. So can you tell us social emotional learning, what exactly do you mean and how can a child. I mean, what what I just spoke about is a lot of what children who have either new brothers or sisters, but it's feelings. And on top of something like this, children have not been in school on a full-time basis for at least two years. Parents have been home in a situation where it's not something that they experienced before. Why did you decide that this was so important? We just mentioned it was, but how did you decide and why in a picture book?
0: So I think I've always, without knowing the term social emotional learning years and years ago when I began writing, that's always what I was writing about. I had, a, I, I had an idea to be a playwright. Um, when I was in college and my playwriting professor talked about that a play should be the mountaintop experiences those life or death moments and I remember thinking in that class I haven't had those in my life I've been lucky enough to not have those top of the mountaintop life or death moments except in junior high school as we called middle school back then yes Um, yes we did (laughs) like every minute of it felt life or death. Somebody could look at you sort of funny and you'd want to die, or somebody would look at you a slightly different way and you'd feel alive in a different way. So I began writing for that age, those moments when it feels life or death. And it occurred to me along the way that that's all of childhood. You're creating your own life. You are the artist of your own journey of your own project, which is you as a child um, with limited experience and limited power. But the power to create yourself is literally life and death. It is life. And so the social emotional part of it felt to me like peak experiences all along. That's always what I'm writing about, those, those big feelings of growing up. So it wasn't a pandemic conversion for me. It's been my whole career trying to, trying to get at those few words, the fewest words that I can and still make it real and make it funny, but tap into what kids are really feeling. Um, so that's where that writing impulse comes from. And I agree that during the pandemic, it has just heightened the crisis of growing up that we've always faced, that we faced, that our grandparents and their grandparents faced growing up, creating who you are is, um, is, is a hugely stressful and hugely empowering experience that we all share. Um, but during the pandemic, we have missed out um, as on these couple of years of regular kind of socialization and for children, that's incredibly impactful. There are children who are entering school now who have very, who've been very secluded um, in these past two years. So one of the things that I think we need to do as a society is recognize that and be gentle with one another. As parents, parents especially of young children have had incredible stress they're doing their own jobs and having the world stress that we're all going through pandemic and otherwise in these past few years but they've also been the educators and the social life of their children so parents are under tremendous amount of stress one of the ways i think that we can deal with that lack of practice at social interaction which is what we've what we've now what we're now dealing with children have lack of practice that over these past couple of years, one way that we can build that empathic muscle um, that, that we've let maybe go a little weak is reading books together. Well, that's, that's big,
1: because I think one of the things that we lose sight of is when children start school, whether it be daycare or preschool or, you know, right into kindergarten. Socialization is the main idea behind all of it, because as we've seen with so much going on in the world, that if you don't learn how to socialize, if you don't learn how to interact with other people, and that that is a huge void. And these young children have missed out on so much of that. And as you said, reading is something that a lot of people um, tried to incorporate. Um, And it is very, very important. So, reading is one thing. And as you're saying, that is to kind of get the children back into being around other children. Because as you just said, some of them had never really been around other children or had just started. Can you imagine? I mean, I can't imagine. I'm so grateful my children were are much older, because I don't know how I could have gone through that. So you're talking about reading. How do parents, what is the biggest hurdle that parents are going to be, um, that they're going through really now in easing their children back into, or actually an inauguration into society?
0: Yeah, I think, well, first of all, I think parents are, are really exhausted. I think that's a huge hurdle for for parents especially parents of young children but also parents of teens and a way that they can begin right now to either inaugurate or uh re uh introduce the child to socializing reading together is a good way not just because reading is a pleasure and it's fun to do together it's a cozy nice thing to do to, with with your young child but you can also Reading is a way of thinking with a mind the mind of another. So what I mean by that is when you read this book, for instance, sometimes I grumble squinch. It starts with my name is Katie Honors and I'm a really nice kid. <laughs> Having that in your head, the child hearing or reading or thinking that is not probably named Katie Honors, but she or he, begins to think, my name is Katie Honors, what if I am Katie Honors? And it puts you in somebody else's experience. Maybe you're a child who is a different gender, different race or different, doesn't have a younger brother, maybe you have an older sister, but you begin to think about somebody else's experience that's different from your own. That's building a bridge to empathy a way that parents of older children can can begin working on that is also with reading. Maybe you have a 12 year old who's not going to sit in your lap while you read them a picture book, but you could have a reading, uh, a book club with an older child. And I would suggest for those parents, allow the child to choose the book, your child or your teenager, have have them choose a book that they're interested in, and you read it too. That is a a generosity of spirit as a parent to have your child guide you. Choose that book, read it together, and then discuss it. And if you are asking questions like, why do you think he made that choice? Or what do you think she was feeling in that moment? Um, You're beginning to open up to crack open that empathic response. So I think reading is a very good way to reintroduce your child and yourself, honestly, to socializing and to thinking about others, but other ways exist too. Of course, you can have a, you can make a low key p- play date with another family. I would suggest finding a family with um, kids who are not the same age. You don't have to immediately put the kid into a position of maybe this will be your best friend. <laughs> <laughs> so much stress. But if it's an older or a younger child the kid is playing with, then there's none of that, like, we're going to be in a class together. Let's see if we're going to be friends. Um, I think children can experience that realistically as as pretty stressful. So another good way is to do an activity, Um, make an activity, whether it's something like running through a sprinkler or playing in the playground or or doing a baking project or building a thing together, whether out of Lego or out of wood. doing a project together gives gives some parallel play some way to to work together rather than just three kids in a room deal chat <laughs> um because without especially without any experience of that children flounder and feel very stressed about that
1: and stress is a big thing and and what we don't understand is that little children toddlers feel stress we're probably not totally aware of it, but they do. Absolutely. I mean, think about yes, it. Right. You know, as they start to learn how to crawl, and and their toil sudden is what looks like a mile away, but it's just inches. Yeah, they're trying. It's 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 another thing that they're trying to do, and then there's an accomplishment. And so this particular book, and I know you've written you've written from and about. Um, from the children's or, or kids' perspectives, because you have books that go from toddlers through teens. Yes. And one of the things I know that you've talked about is bullying. And that is so, uh, it, it's a huge, huge problem these days, yes. uh, especially with the, the explosion of social media. Yes, we had it before the pandemic, before lockdown, but for many that became their only tool right and for many it was not a very good t- tool it didn't do it did more harm than anything else mm-hmm. can you talk a little bit about you, you know we have so many of these emotions and as grown ups we might not even realize some of them how do you help a child who is Is going through experiences of either being bullied or is becoming a bully.
0: Yeah, good, excellent question, and it's it's hard either way, and sometimes it's hard to pick apart whose which role your child is actually in. Um, I think our impulse as parents is often to jump in and fix it, make it better, or make it go away part of the problem with these big and scary emotions or social interactions including bullying um is we we want to say no to our kids about that no 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 you're fine you have plenty of friends you you you're very popular or 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 distract them be the circus clown la, la 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 you're fine everything's good because we want our kids to be happy so many parents if they're asked what what's the wish that you have for your kid we would say, I want them to be happy. But that's a small wish. And I think kids like the rest of us are entitled to the grand panoply of human emotion. They don't just have to be little happy face stickers. So I think one of the challenges for parents is to recognize that we want to make everything better for our kid, but that we can't and shouldn't. That They need to build themselves. So we have to be patient and we have to accept that sometimes some days are going to be hard days. Um, And that means what I'd suggest is when they're having a hard time being present for that, note that they're having a hard time, whether they're having anxiety or they're having social stress, note it, name it, sit with it. Allow them to tell you their whole thing. Don't interrupt. Don't explain it away. Don't negate it. I My husband laughs at me that I spend so much time um, wiping the kitchen counter. It's my trick for I'm just going to be present. I'm busy doing a thing while my children were in the, in the room. I'm just going to wipe this counter again um, until sometimes something would come up and they'd say, yeah, today what today sucked, and you instead of jumping in and saying, "Oh, come on," I'm sure you had some good things. <laughs> you know, you don't have to be a cheerleader with pom poms. What I what I talk about is you want to have that parental vowel movement, um, which is just give them a couple of vowels. Ah, hmm. Oh, huh, huh. and let them say the whole thing. Let them name it, um, and then when they're ready. Maybe they want to talk about if it's a bullying situation. Um, One thing, one important rule that I think that parents can make for kids is you're not allowed to let anyone hurt you, including yourself. It's just a rule. It's a family rule. You're not allowed to let anyone hurt you. And then ask them, do you think there's a way that you can handle it so that you don't end up getting hurt? Or um, even ask them, what are the things that are going on that are problematic for you? Do you want me to write them down for you? Sometimes writing a list of your child's complaints is such a validating thing. You're not jumping in to try to fix it. You're not saying, oh, no, come on, that didn't happen or it wasn't like that. Just write it down. You have endless lines on the paper. You can write down all the things that your child is frustrated or stressed about, whether it's with a friend or with a teacher or with schoolwork. If you can write it all down and don't argue, but encourage them, say, okay, anything else? Anything else? and then write them all down. And then together you can make a plan. You can ask them, well, what do you think would help? What do you think would help it in your, in your friendship problem? Or And then write those things down too. So that you're empowering the child to remember that the locus of control is inside them, inside your child. And that you're not going to swoop in and make it disappear or pretend it doesn't exist, but it's so empowering I mean, think about it when you're an adult and if you come home from a hard day of work and if you said to your partner or your friend, I had the worst day and your partner said, oh, come on, it wasn't that bad. (laughs) That doesn't make it go away. It just makes you feel bad about yourself that you're complaining. If instead your partner says, oh, no, what happened? If you can listen empathically and trust that your child is needs to tell you things. If you can be that safe place, like in this book, sometimes I grumble squinch, it turns out that her mom, spoiler alert, her mom is a safe place for her to unload all of these big, upset, stressed, angry, frustrated feelings that she's just grumble squinching down because she wants to be nice and she wants to be good. So many of us do that. If you can be the safe person for your child or or your friends or your nieces and nephews or your grandchildren, if you can be the safe person for them to just unload it to, what a gift you've given them.
1: It's a huge gift
0: because as you said, having
1: a safe place we can't save our children or our friends um, or our spouses or partners from never being hurt, from never failing, but we can be there and 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 listen and empathize and and let them be angry or upset. You don't have to be the knight in shining armor and, and, and rush in because that's to me is doing more harm yep. than good. Yeah. I mean, I know one of the things that you've talked about is how do you let a perfectionist, you know, if your child is perfectionist, how do you let them fail? Yeah. It's, it's important that they feel that so that being a perfectionist is an awful uh weight on someone's shoulders to be able to say that they've lived through the fact that they might have failed at something and there's still light at the end of the tunnel and they're still alive and they're still happy what a gift
0: yeah if we can normalize not just failures but hearing no like i i talked to my kids about that um and i talked i talked to myself about it because i was growing up terrified of being rejected, being cut from a team or being bad at a thing, being told i wasn't good at a thing. Um i thought that to be gifted or to be good at a thing meant that you were instantly great at it and you didn't have failures and failing and then keeping keep trying anyway was embarrassing. But i feel like i had that upside down and so what i say to my kids is you're going to hear no so much more than you hear yes. Um, If you are doing something that you happen to be very good at, and you're working your hardest, and you have a tremendous amount of luck, you might only get 100 no's for every yes. So if you're hearing no, great. That means you're doing the thing. You're in there. You're in the arena. Good for you. Rack them up. Get a few more no's. Let's see. What else can you get a no from? So that it make it it de-risks it. If hearing no means, oh well, I'm a failure. I should just shut up and never bother anybody again. What a what a terrible risk anything is. If instead we can say to them, of course, of course you failed. Do it again, fail again, fail better. Um and fail worse. Doesn't matter. Rack it up. Um, It makes it possible to try.
1: And all of this is incorporated in in social emotional learning. Social emotional learning is being there for someone, but letting them feel the emotions, let let it go through. Let a uh, child fail at something, but let them have a safe place to come to so Mm -hmm. that out of the failures they have, they have many wins. Yeah, sure. And and your writing a storytelling is one of the best ways to get through to a large audience that you might never have gotten through to before. And I think one of the great things is, is that you write from a perspective of children um and you get a lot of your ideas from letters that you receive from children, kids of all ages.
0: I do, it's wonderful to hear from them. I go back back when we used to be able to go into schools and um, do school visits. I, I talk to kids all the time, kids email me. And um, I think one of the things that I hear so often is um, that they're having all these stresses and they're trying so hard to be good. I think most of them are trying so hard to to do a good job and to find something that they care about and to make friends and to be successful in all of these ways. And I think it's important for adults to realize to sort of reframe when your kid is being impossible. When your kid is in in whichever way whether it's beha- bad behavior or struggling in school or being obnoxious or whatever, I think it's not that we have to be harsh with them or not be their friend. I think what we have to do is remind ourselves that they're going through a hard time. If they're behaving like that, that's a clue that some that they're struggling with something. And if we can say to ourselves, wonder what he's struggling with, rather than why is he being such a pain? Why is he being so impossible? Um, if we can say, why is he having an impossible time? Um, it allows us to scaffold for them to help them build themselves. It doesn't mean be a snowplow for them and make everything smooth for their for their journey. But we can put just like we put training wheels on their bikes, or we hold out a finger for them to hold when they're learning to walk. We can be that person who they can, who can help them on their journey, while remembering all the time that it's their journey and they get to choose the direction.
1: Exactly. That's that is wonderful um, advice because as we started off, we're going through a time uh, that is unprecedented. The amount, uh, you know, childhood mental health is a crisis, and we have to realize that it is. But there are things that we can do, and the biggest thing is listening.
0: Yeah. And it's letting
1: letting uh, of course it's hard, especially, you know, with your children. You want to you want to, you know, our our main instinct is to be there and make everything better. And that could be one of the worst things that we do. Yeah.
0: Well, it breaks your heart if your child is having if your child is feeling sad or your child is feeling anxious. And the urge to yank them out of the sadness is natural. And it comes from love. I think we have to be gentle with ourselves about feeling that urge and yet still resist it. We can take care of ourselves. It's important to put on our own oxygen mask first. Journal, talk to a friend, take care of your own feelings about your child having a hard time. But then then be present for your child and resist even reassuring them until they ask for the reassurance just be an active listener to them and share share whether it's books or a friend that I had was feeling very sad. You can share some stories and share your own struggles. I think so often as adults, it's important to us to show our kids a sunny face and <coughs> see, I'm handling things fine. But to say, without making your own self, without centering yourself, finding a time to say wow i'm feeling really sad about a thing that happened in the news or at my job or with a friend of mine i'm really struggling with this this friend of mine who's not being so kind to me what do you think i should do could i tell you about this turning to your child in in situations like that empowers your child to have an empathic response and you get to hear your child's problem solving skills Um, in a a step removed from his or her own experience. And that, again, de-risks it, makes them a little bit less vulnerable. And getting advice or help from your child is a hugely respectful um, move. And I think showing your child radical respect is, is a key parenting trick.
1: And I think that your newest book, Sometimes I Grumble Squinch, is something that every parent should be reading to their child. Um, Because as parents, we can learn. And storytelling is is huge. What What a wonderful way to get a message out there. And as we started off, Social-emotional learning, SEL, is very, very important um, in everyday life. Rachel, where can people find out more about you and your books?
0: Well, you can find me and reach out to me, if you like, at rachelvale.com. That's my website. I'm on uh, Instagram and uh, Twitter at Books is my handle, and you can find the books, um, hopefully, anywhere books are sold, including at your local independent or bookshop.org. Thank you so much. And I'd love to uh, hear from any of your listeners who have further questions. I would uh, definitely reach out and answer them.
1: Rachel, I wanna thank you so much for taking the time to talk with me today on such an important
0: topic. Thank you.
1: Thank you for joining me today. If you liked what you heard, please share it with another person you think would be interested. And if you haven't already, please subscribe. This has been a Life of Prey production.